just take a moment to admire the fact I just hit a fairway. There's, there's only two things that can happen. You can hit a good shot or a bad shot, so why waste time doing it? And where I would go, I, wherever I set course records or whatever, I would be barefooted, drunk, playing golf, making every 20-footer I looked at. Right at it. Right at it! Home! Oh, He's Spain. done it again! This is the dumbest hole I've ever played in my life. Come on then, Shane. Knock it close. Shane Lowry is the Open champion. Everyone, welcome back to another episode of the Fairy Finders. It is episode number 48. It is again Masters Week. We are coming with you with another pod. We've been absolutely up the walls lately, but we have a massive guest on. Steve, do you want to do the old introductions for us? Oof. Well, well, where'd you start? Where'd you start? We got a Twitter celebrity, Brian Krishner, joining us today to uh, give us his thoughts on the Masters, his first round leader bets, his prop bets, and also his his outright fancies. Hosted a, the Tap It In podcast. Brian, is that correct? And uh, Tap and Birdie. Tap and Birdie podcast. Tap and Birdie podcast. And uh, rumor has a uh, boyfriend of Paige Spraniak. But listen, maybe you can dispel those rumors, Brian. Look, you know, I don't really like to, to kiss and tell too often. Um, but yeah, Paige and I are, are pretty serious, um, yeah. you know, in, in the industry. Uh, she came on my pod, you know, she was she was very flirty, made jokes that we were dating. But uh, she's really a great girl. That was a great pod. Go check it out. Uh, but yeah, I'm, I'm playing hard to get at the moment. Uh, playing Beautiful. a little hard to get with Paige. You know, just can't can't give it up too easy. Yeah, That's yeah. A- but hey, bold strategy, Cotton. Bold strategy. Yes. Let, let, Bold strategy. Let, let's see how it plays out. Let's see how it plays out. But uh, yeah, Brian, do, do you want to tell us how we can, um, just to start off, how anyone listening can find your, your socials, your podcast? Do you want to give us the Yeah, yeah. Right so, you know, I'm just on Twitter, Brian Kirscher underscore. And then I, I just do the Tap and Birdie podcast every week, Tuesdays. I have a guest on. We talk through the board. Uh, it's on YouTube. I'm partnered with BetSperts. It's on Apple, Spotify. So wherever you uh you listen to your podcast or watch your podcast, it's there. So go check it out. You know, it's pretty similar to a lot of others in the industry, but I always like to have a uh, good guests on that are usually, you know, my friends and, you know, it's nothing too serious. And it's just, it's great to get a lot of people in the industry's different thoughts and opinions on the, uh, the event at hand that week. hundred percent, hundred percent. Well, the event at hand this week, Brian, is the, uh, the masters, just a, a little small event to start off. So, how are you feeling overall? Excited? Are you confident in your picks or, or what's your what's your feeling right now as we record on, on yeah, Monday? Yeah, I, I, I feel like with the Masters, there's like even a little bit of like more pressure to try and find a winner or like trying to have good picks because this is a week where, you know, casual fans are, you know, they're going to be betting on this event. They're going to want yeah. your picks. And it, it's like, you know, when we're handicapping the Valero Texas Open or like the Hero World Challenge or these random one-off events, you know, no one cares. But then we get to Augusta, we get to the Masters, the best players in the world are here. It's the most famous course in the world. And everyone wants to get it on the action. So there's definitely a little bit of more pressure, in my opinion, to, you know, try and hit some winners. And uh, if you do, you'll, you'll make a lot of people happy. So I'm hoping that we can can do that this week and get some uh, some mortgage plays, as I like to call them, out to the public. <laughs> 100%. Well, I, I have a mortgage play myself, Brian, but I'd be interested to get your take on, you know, we look at the top of the market, notoriously the Masters, you're looking at the top 15, 20 guys that are, we're not looking at a long shot, I don't think. Um, so let, let's dive straight into it. Who Who's your, who's going to win the Masters, Brian? Who is straight. going to win the Masters? The question of the day. Look, straight and simple. I, I think that 
just overall betting strategy this week, I think everyone should pick two guys that they like under 25 to one, two yeah. elite guys under 25 to one, and have your two guys and pick them. Look, JT is going to be the most tip golfer. Him and Brooks Kepka are going to be the most tip golfers this week. I think Justin Thomas, there's such a strong case to be made for him in so many aspects. We see a lot of Masters winners. And they have eight goes at it and they have a lot of high finishes and they're trending towards a win and they finally get it done. So JT totally fixed that box. He's finished great at the masters, had a lot of great finishes. Then you look at him, in my opinion, he is the best golfer on tour this season without a win. He's just been playing so great, gaining on approach like he does. He's actually been putting well. And then you mix in the fact that he has bones on the bag. Who's won a green jacket with Phil Mickelson three times. So you mix all those things together. The fact that he hasn't won an event since the players, the fact that he only has one major, uh, I think it's a DJ situation where he's too talented to only have one major on his resume. And I think he gets it done this week at 14 to one. Look, everyone's betting him. I think it makes a lot of sense for those reasons I laid out, but I just think that, you know, so many things line up for Justin Thomas to win. And I think he fits a lot of the criteria that a lot of past masters winners have uh, come in and, and got the green jacket for. Him. Yeah. He do- look, he does burn, right. He, he takes so many of the boxes, let's say nine out of 10, but the one box for me is that the, the putting putting stats. I always come back to putting at Augusta. Um, I go back to the Valspar JT was in contention. Uh, couldn't, couldn't make a putt that day. He goes to Augusta. I think he's, was it? 90th 99th putting yeah, strokes gain putting this season so you get a guy like that who's not he's not walking out there confident in the flat stick he's going to augusta he'll get listen he'll be up there he'll, he'll be if, if you're betting him each way i'm 100 on board but i just if you're visualizing who's going to win the masters i just don't see jt winning win the green jacket yeah. i think go on, Brian, sorry, I, go on. I, I think that the putting is a real concern and there is a very good chance that this week, collectively, everyone who bet him is just like groaning over every four footer that he missed. And I'm fully prepared for it. Um, I, I'm not going, you know, I think it was a similar situation at waste management where he just mm-hmm. led the field in T to green, but he couldn't make a putt. And yeah, you know, I think the one thing is that the fact that Adam Scott, Sergio Garcia and Hideki Matsuyama have won the masters and have put on the green jackets. And all of those three are historically bad putters and just great ball strikers. I think that plays into a little bit of a favor with JT, but you know, at the end of the day, like a lot of these guys that I bet on and in the field, it's always going to come down to the flat stick. And then if they can make these, these pressure putts uh, on Sunday, that will determine who's going to put on the green jacket. hundred percent. What a, what a tough job we're in, Brian. You know what I mean? It's like, uh, if someone turns up and they get the, the flat stick hot, they can win. It's like that could that could apply to any of the the hundred and or well ninety this week, maybe with the exception of you know Sandy Lyle or um whoever else is at the the thousand to one kind of shot. Um, but but besides JT, who else do you like? So I um was able to get a back in December. Mm-hmm. Uh, when I was doing some mass this like major preview shows or whatever, I was just like, look, I, I think Cam Smith is going to win the Masters. So I bet him at 37 to 1 in December. I have that ticket. Go back. So I'm I'm happy with that ticket. Obviously, and I have a, a good amount to win on it. Now, is Cam Smith going to win back-to-back 
two of the biggest events on the PGA tour. Is he going to have that magic putter two weeks in a two tournaments in a row for him? It's, it's a big ask. It is a very big ask. And I'm not going to come on here and advise people to bet him at 14 to one, because although he has some great masters finishes, you know, it would just be such an ask to go back to back and so win the players and then go on and win the Masters. I think it's a very tough ask. However, I think, um, you know, a first round leader bet, you know, he's always someone that starts very hot yeah. and, you know, he's someone that could just ride the momentum from last week into this week. Um, you know, books are kind of catching on to that. He's the second lowest odds to be first round leader. I don't think that's a surprise. I don't think it's any secret that he uh, he's at the top of the leaderboard after round one a lot. So I, I like Cam. And then, you know, we're talking about each way betting. I love an each way on Will Zalatoris. Like, I just, it'd be a lot, again, big ass for him to win in the second Masters appearance. Mm-hmm. Granted, Willett did it. Granted, Spieth did it. But I think Zalatoris finishes in the top eight this week. I think he's too talented of a ball striker and he putted well here last year. So I'm going to play Zalatoris on greens that he has shown that he can putt well on um, in the past because his ball striking is, he's just too talented of a ball striker. Excellent ball striker. Yeah. But like we've all seen his putting stroke, you know, Will Zalatoris, he's a four footer to get into a, get into a playoff to win a masters. Are are you betting on him? I would think you, you'd, he'll knock it four foot by, you know what I mean? It's just that it seems to be his vibe and, and going back to Cam Smith, I've been, and not to shit on your picks, Brian, not shitting your picks at all, but I've been uh, anti Cam Smith from the, the we've done two two podcasts today. I've been anti Cam Smith, not not on ability, just purely on price. Like he's he's 14, yep. 16 to one now. I cannot advise anybody to go near Cam Smith at 14, like 30s. The, the point I made was Louis U stays in 40 to one right now, Cam Smith 16 to one. I think they have an equal chance of winning, the, you know both have the same chance of winning as uh, as each other so look i can't advise anybody to get on um count some at 16s would, I mean, would i would i buy your 37 to 1 ticket yes i would 100%. I, I, yeah i gladly take that but i i just don't trust his uh, his off the tee game cam smith at all yeah i mean look brian i am pro cam i am and i and i unfortunately did not get him at a price like like you did but you know he's still one of the most informed golfers in the in in the world. You know, and his off the tee isn't great, but I think his game after that will make up for it. I do think if he hits it a bit wild, I do think he has the recovery to 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 like get that par on the hole. Um, you know, as you said, pick you know two players under twenty to one. I'm on Cam Smith and I'm on Scotty Scheffler. Um, I got Brooks Kepka at twenty to one. So I'm on those three players and I really do think it'll be one of those three. Yeah, no. And, and Scotty and Cam are arguably like the most informed golfers on the planet right now. And, you know, I think again, might be a DJ situation. DJ was hands down the yep. best golfer in the world when he won, he was coming in an unbelievable form and he had the course history and he went out and blitzed the field. And I think Scotty, you know, he's young in his career and Scotty, Again, very short price this week, given how well he's played. But I like Scotty more at like a PGA US Open type. Um, that's obviously where he's shown that he can contend and play well. He had yeah. an unbelievable major year. 
um, last year. But again, he, he it's not like he, he missed the gun at Augusta top I know. 20 I know. last two years. So it's just like, is he really going to end? And we're talking about caddies. He has Bubba Watson's caddy on the bag mm. who won two green jackets with Bubba. Um, so Scotty, I, I think it's a great pick. And I think he's going to be a hard man to beat because I just think the way he's playing, he will be in contention on Sunday. I hate Scotty. I hate Scotty this week. <laughs> Listen, I uh, I made a, a statement every on Brian, and I'll stand by it. I think um, Scotty Scheffler wins a PGA Championship, but he doesn't win any other major in his career. It's it's hard it's hard to say. I, I don't I don't know. He, he's so young. Um, That's outrageous, Brian. Come on, don't don't pull back I, here. I, I would stand outrageous. I would stand by that. That that Scotty Scotty he'll win he'll win a PGA. He maybe he'll win two PGA championships. But he, why would he like his game is very well suited for a U.S. Open? Like what? There's not that much difference between a PGA and a U.S. Open, the, in the my P- opinion. Yeah, yeah, no, agreed. The PGA is like the easier version of the U.S. Open. You know what I mean? So I think I think Scotty will take advantage of that. Look, he won the um. Have we seen Scotty grind it out at a at a course to win an event? We've seen him win the match play. Uh, the match play doesn't count for me. Anyone can win the match play. It's it's a lottery. Uh, he won the um, what was that event in Arizona? The um, waste management, waste and then he man- won Arnold Palmer, which was one of the hardest events on tour. And he well, went like minus five. That is like the definition of grinding it out on tour. Well, look, Gary Woodland should have won. I was on Gary Woodland that week. Gary Woodland should have won that. I so, think you have a little bit of bias I towards Scotty because he's he's taken some of your money recently. Well, he has. I, I definitely. I, there's just something about the guys. I don't warrant him. You know what I mean? I just don't warrant the guy. I don't think he should not be world number one. Would you agree with that, Brian? Agree or disagree? He's not. He's not number one in the world. Who should be? Rom should not be world number one. Full stop. Rom should not be world number one. Victor Hovland should not be world number one. The Hero World Challenge should not count in the official World Golf ranking. Colin Morikawa, he hasn't really done much lately. I I think Scotty's well deserves. Sam Burns. I, I think Scotty's well deserved <laughs> of world number one at the moment. But you think he's the best player in the world? Like right now, currently, yeah. I, I, who is better? Rom has not been good, but he's still a better player than Scotty Scheffler is. Overall, like yeah, maybe, but overall, yeah, know. we're we're talking like so. If you look historically at world number ones, you got Tiger, you got um, John Ram, you got um, even Jason Day. I put above Scotty Scheffler. You know what I mean? But but we talk about how hard it is to win on tour and he rattles off three wins and five starts. Like that's just not, it's not a coincidence. Like it's not just, Oh, like he just randomly won. Yeah. One event. yeah exactly. but like, Victor, Hovland, I, Victor Hovland went three and five as well. And he's not world number one. Is one he? of them was the hero world challenge, which is like literally a charity tournament, like yeah. in yeah, a 20 man field. We so, still got to win it. 20 of the best in the world, apparently. I agree, but I think winning the match play is extremely more impressive than. Do you? Really? Like, not even a question. Winning the, the match play. Challenge. It's well, better yeah, than, it, than, than the hero. It is, lad. It is. Yeah, for compa- like, yeah, than the hero, but is it a bit prestigious? Talk- Does anyone care who won the hero or not the hero? The, uh, the match play? No one. Nobody cares. It's a WGC. People care more about that than the Hero World Challenge. Yeah, I agree about the Hero. In my opinion. But both of them, both of them are not in tournaments, I would say. So how can you factor in that for that should be world ranking points? Uh, I wouldn't say that. No, like I think one thing we did say earlier, Brian, was we said kind of two things. One is 
we think you shouldn't be allowed or you shouldn't qualify as world number one if you haven't won a major in your career. That's one. Two is world rank, world ranking points for tournaments, especially majors, should be like 10x. Like whatever points you get for a major, it should be so much higher than every other tournament. I didn't yeah, well, I, I think Scott, like that, that can be more fair, but I think it's a weird time in the schedule. And then there hasn't been a major oh, yeah, no, since no, no. July. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. I just think he kind of got in at a, a weird time, but you know, like Rom has one major, like I, I just, and he's, you know, part of the reason why he was so high in the world ranking for so long is because he was so consistent in the majors and Scotty Scheffler has been really consistent in the majors. So it's not like a, a Victor Hovland situation where his best finish in a major is like T12 and he wasn't, you know, anything special. And he's had a lot of other middling results, but this early in Scotty's career, I mean, dating back to the PGA at Harding park, he's just been just fabulous. So I think Scotty definitely wins a major within the next three yeah. years. And I, and I, I think, I think it could be this week. I think he'll win a major. Honestly, Brian, I think he'll win a major, but he'll win the PGA. He'll win some sort of, uh, you know, he might snatch a major. But look, the, the biggest the biggest event Scotty's played this year, right, was the, the Players' Championship. W- would you agree? I think the Arnold Palmer is a big event. Like, I, no, but I, the, the I biggest, think... the biggest, not, not big, the biggest, like, you know yeah, I mean? yeah, sure. But and- I, I think that at the end of this year, when Scotty like actually like when he like has a really great like he's already had an amazing year. He has, yeah, yeah, a career I think year. That, I think that he will finish top twenty in every single major this year and have one of the best major records, regardless as a, if he wins or not. I think he's that talented. Yeah, but look, Brian, the point I made here, right? Scotty Shefford. In my opinion, the biggest event so far this year is the Players' Championship. Scotty Scheffler uh, tied 55th. It's okay. It will, it will be okay. We could give him a pass on that one. A lot of people didn't have great ah, yeah. results in it. All, so all who's your picks, guy? Are you all... like a ROM guy? Like, who's your who's your guy that you love at the top? Like, listen, just in general. Listen, I'll tell you your winner, Brian, right? My winner of the um, the Masters is Roy McIlroy. Roy McIlroy. Love it. No bias, though. No bias. No, sorry to God, yeah. Sorry to God, no, I, no bias. I think it would be an absolutely amazing story. Like, I would love Rory to complete the career Grand Slam. Absolutely. Like, I, and I think this year, you know, do you think the fact that he played Valero, which he never does, like, helps him in any sense? Do you think that he's going into the Masters with a little bit a different strategy and a different, you know, kind of form leading up? Do you think that that helps him? Yeah, like, well, he missed the cut, so probably not. Well, yeah, look, he, he missed the cut, but like, did he want to win the Valero? No, no, it, but it I mean, was, it, it was a chill. Only playing, you still don't want to miss the cut in the literal like previous tournament. It's not a great fucking start, is it? Like, do you know what I mean? So, all, all you need to do is look at Rory's uh, Augusta record over the last seven, eight years, which is absolutely outrageous. Since uh, the last six years, he's strokes gained total, he's uh, second only to Dustin Johnson. Um, around Augusta National, so look, it tells you all you need to to say about Rory. He's been he's been in a winning position there before. He dominates majors when he wins them. He won the U.S. Open by eight shots. He won the PGA Championship by eight shots. Um, so yeah, look, I, I think Rory's in a position to to go out and dominate this field. 
I think Azam, he, I think he dominates, like dominates in like the past tense, dominated majors. I mean, he hasn't done anything in nearly what eight, nine, ten years. So I mean, I think look, me and Steve are completely opposites on on this brain. So it'd be good to kind of get your opinion on it. I think for me. I think McElroy does play very well around Augusta. I think that collapse that happened to him back in 2011 is just something that I don't think you can ever get over. I think that's going to get programmed into you. No, but I just it clearly hasn't because he's he's he hasn't won here. He hasn't even had a top three around here. So I don't think I don't I think for me, Brian, I do love McElroy. He's obviously a, a like a like Irish golfer. I love him. I don't think he ever wins a green jacket. I think that's just the one major that he will just never win because of what happened previously. And, you know, he he does have a good record here, but he hasn't come close to winning this. He hasn't. And I don't think he will. It's really tough because I think that it's easy to look at what Rory McIlroy's done, like in the past nine years in the majors and just been like, something that's just fundamentally different in his game and his mindset. And when he was 21, 22, and he was super young and naive, like he could just go out and win majors like nothing. And he just seems to have a different approach to the majors. And it's really tough. I don't know. Like it it just very, you know, it would be one of the best golf stories of the past, you know, five years. If he, if he was able to, to finally, breakthrough at Augusta or any major for that record, because obviously he's that talented. And when you're that young in your career and you win all these majors by all these strokes, and then, you know, and you just haven't done anything really since like, it just, it just must be very mentally taxing. And, you know, I, I hope this is the year that it changes, but it's gets to a certain point where like, it just, I, I don't know if he, he can do it. I don't know what it's going to take for him to, to finally break through at Augusta. And I think this year there's like, I think this would be a good barometer of if he can do it. Uh, obviously has played well coming up onto the season. Obviously I had the miscuss last week, but you know, maybe a little spotlights off him yeah. uh, with tiger playing with, with all eyes on JT, you know, Rory's not that big of a story. Uh, yeah. this year so hopefully that can help him and, and he could he could get it done yeah i think and- i think it's not a big story right now but if rory shoots two three under thursday all the spotlight's gonna be on him oh yeah without doubt and, yeah, and he'll so- deliver he'll deliver bro look the, the thing i i hate about the the coverage of rory McElroy is that he's like uh you know some 48 some 49 year old golfer that's uh you know he, he's missed his chance rory McElroy is 32 years old He's a four-time major winner. He's an unbelievable record around Augusta. It's going to come. Like, yeah, he was a star when he was younger. But, uh, look, Rory has plenty of gas left in the tank. I, I just think all roads lead to Rory. His game, he's won on tour this year. He's confident. Yeah, look, you miss, you miss call it the Valero, but whatever. We'll get over that. I think Rory's going to show up to Augusta. He's going to be ready, and he's going to win. Love it. One thing, Brian, I want to I, I want to mention is, if if we do indeed get to a Thursday, and Mister Tiger Woods places his ball down on the first tee box, how do you think it uh, goes for him? He looks so good. Like in the videos, every single report, like they're just saying he's striping it. He's it. Like I'm like someone. I'm not like absolutely obsessed with Tiger. Like gonna like like, but. I am just like, I cannot doubt him and I cannot 
the reports from the ground is that he's hitting the ball really well. And obviously he is like one of the best players at Augusta. Like obviously he's the greatest golfer of all time, but he obviously is unbelievable at Augusta. I would not spend a cent fading him in any single regard because I just, I just, he looks so good. Like he just looks so good. And I just I think he he plays well. I'm I'm excited to see it. What's your prediction, Brian? Top ten, top five winner? No, I would I would say he probably finishes like uh, like t thirty seven. Oh, that's very specific. Okay, I like that. I think <laughs> I think one thing that we had Jason Sobel on the podcast last week, and one thing I said to him, and I think we all were in fair alignment. But I said I think for Tiger. As much as it's Tiger Woods and he wants to win everything, don't get me wrong, and he is that winning like mentality. I think for him, it's if he makes the cut and he can do a top 40 finish here, I actually think he'll be exceptionally happy with himself. Then yeah. we have the PGA next month. I think that's when he starts his kind of like, you know, heating it up a bit, maybe a top 20. St. Andrews for me, I'm 100% betting Tiger Woods in St. Andrews. 1 million percent. I fancy him so much. At that, at that golf course. Um, I'm obviously just hoping that he stays healthy between now and then. But yeah, I, I, I think this week it's just making sure the cut, enjoy yourself. All the crowds are going to cheer every single shot that you hit regardless. And, you know, it'll just be building momentum into the summer, into the next three majors. Yeah, no, I, I think that it's, it's going to be the year of Tiger Woods. Uh, if, if he, you know, makes a cut here plays decent he's probably gonna tee it up at every major and i think that it just like you know my when i've really been big into golf tiger woods has never been a, a massive storyline you know for me like i'm, I'm kind of young and you know i've just kind of been doing this over the past year and tiger's never been you know storyline he's never been a thing and now it's like back it's just like wow it takes so much pressure off all these other people where like the spotlight would be all over them and you know i i just think it's such a tall axe to like beat, like obviously he's the greatest golfer of all time, but like to like go out and beat DJ, Rom, JT, Cantley, yeah, like, exactly. like so it's many good players, impossible. Yeah. Like yeah. I, I, it just, it's so tough when there's so many, like, you know, we're, what in 2003? Yeah, sure. There wasn't as much talent on the PGA tour, but now it's just like, everywhere you look, it's just like, everyone seems to be a, a top 10 player in the world. So I'm I like I think some people on Twitter and are just like oh I'm gonna like bet Tiger Woods to miss the cut like oh that's a good bet like I never like I was probably more towards when this was all announced like two weeks ago I was probably more leaning towards that but I wasn't like vocal like oh my god I'm gonna fade Tiger Woods so much and now I'm just completely in the opposite direction seeing you know, some of the videos and stuff. I just, I just think it would be a, a losing bet to, yeah. to try and fade him in any way. I yeah. agree. The advice from Jeff Feinberg when we had him on last week was don't bet on him, but don't bet against him. So just, yeah. just, just sit back and watch uh, Tiger, whatever he does, just be happy about it. Uh, if, if we jump down to the middle of the board, Brian, um, have you got any, does anybody stand out to you? Cause if we look at Starrity, the last couple of winners, they've been in that kind of, you know, 30 to 60 to one, space so who are you taking who are you, who's standing out here? so 
Um, it, you know, this kind of depends on what book you got. I, I hate to be that guy that just like gets crazy numbers, but like legitimately it's still up on my local book. I have an 80 to one on Shane Lowry and I know that I he's probably, I swear to God, 80 to one on Shane Lowry up right now. I could show it to you on my local book. Like <laughs> it's because li- some of these local books, they don't adjust like a fan duel or DraftKings. Oh so, my God, please massive. tell me you have a lot of money on that each way. That's. No, it's not. I can't get a each Oh, it's only uh, green. Okay, that yeah. makes more sense. Okay. Yes. Still um, low. Still. Still insane. So, so I've I've bet Shane Lowry the past two tournaments just being like the ball striking numbers are just unbelievable um, from Shane Lowry recently. He's just been hitting the ball so extraordinarily well in his past three starts. Obviously almost won the Honda, but in his last three starts, 6.8 on approach, 3.9 on approach, 4.5 on approach. He's like top seven over the last three months and just total ball striking. Yep. Um, obviously, Shane Lowry is someone that can win big events. He's a major champion. Um, and he's had okay finishes at Augusta. Yep. I, I, I Like 80 to one, this great number. 50 to one, I'd still bet it. I think a top 20 on him. Love that. Absolutely yep. love a top 20 on Shane Lowry this week. I like him in DraftKings. I think it'll be popular, but top 20, top 10 Shane Lowry this week. Absolutely love it. Kenny win the Masters? I hope, but I, I, could, I could see it. I could see it. If I you could. ask me, can yeah. you, like, you, you throw names at you. Can they win a green jacket? Shane Lowry? Yes, he could. Roy yeah. McIlroy? Yes, he could. You know, uh, no, Brian Harriman? No, he can't. You know what I mean? <laughs> I think one name for me, Brian, that stood out as being, and I've said this on numerous podcasts, being probably one of the best value values I've seen in the entire field for me. I know he's a debutant. Sam Burns at 40 to one, I think is insane. He is like, he's up there for me with the Scottish Scheffler, Cam Smith in terms of form, even probably even better, like insane form. And I know it's his, it's it's his first time ever playing 40 to one is a huge value though what, what yeah and, and i think that you know obviously bet it within each way because yeah, we've exactly. seen debutant like Zalatoris last year like you wouldn't be like oh uh, he's gonna go out and win but that's where the each ways are so great so i think a 40 to one each way on sam burns is a great bet because he's too talented to just not play well at augusta and uh, it's going to be too, it's going to play long this year. Like it, they're, they're increased. They're making it longer. Like, yep. but people that are long off the tee are going to have an advantage. And Sam Burns is certainly long off the tee. So I, I think, I think it's a great each way bet. I think it's a nice top down. I think it's a nice DraftKings play as well. Yeah. yeah. The other guy, Brian, I, I'll throw at you is Matt Fitzpatrick, right? He He's my, I, I really dislike the fella. I just, I can't warm to him at all. Right. It, like, <laughs> If someone said to you, right, there's 170 players in the field, you can go for a pint with one of them. I'd say Matty Fitz would be last. I just, no, no time for the guy, you know what I mean? But I think he has a game to win around here. He's, um, he's play, he's number one strokes gain on a PGA Tour total this year. He has the game. He's won around tough golf courses before. Excellent short game. Why he leaves the flag in when he's putting, I don't know. Um, we'll have to ask Matt that, but. I think at, he's around the 45, 50 to 1 mark. I think Matty Fitz could could show up, get you a nice each way um, play. Have you got any anyone at the, the longer odds, any kind of dream bets? 
like that like my really long shot would be like lowry because i, I have a, a big number on him, but one, yeah, I, yeah. I would say like my card right now is like jt and then i don't know who i'm betting in like the 20 range so it would be jt zalatoris with an each way um cam 37 and then lowry 80 so i have room for like one guy like 20 so like i don't know who it's gonna be brooks and the speed like Spieth yeah. 22 to one is like really staring me in the face. I know. Like, and we haven't it's even a mentioned great him. number. We haven't even mentioned him yet. And we're, we're half an hour, 40 minutes in. We haven't mentioned Jordan Spieth. Like, it is, like, he was like legitimately 12 to one. Like, yeah. yeah. Like, yeah. Li- like literally 12 to one, like a week ago. Yeah. And then he just has like a middling finish at Valero and he's suddenly like 22. 22 to one on Jordan Spieth. I just it's it's hard to pass up. Like it's just really tough given yeah. his track record at Augusta. Especially yeah. if you can get Willie Z at twenty five to one. I think that's insane. Like if, if you're offering me Willie Z at twenty five to one or Jordan's at yeah. twenty two to one, it's a no brainer for me. Like, yeah, no brainer. So yeah, look, we we had JJ Spawn winning last week at at what was it two hundred to one, something even bigger in places. I don't think we're going to get that this week. It's nice to have a few long shots just so you can get excited on a maybe a Friday afternoon when your guy is in the, the top two or top three. Um, but would you agree, Brian, we're looking at the top maybe 20, 30 players in the field this week to, to win? Um. Yeah, no, I, I really do think it, it will come um, from, from that range. But, you know, I, it just – it's really – I know that a lot of winners have kind of like like – Reed, um, Sergio, and Decky were kind of in the like 30 range, but yep. like I just I don't know. Like when I look at that range, like I, I just don't really see anyone kind of kind of winning in, in this range. Like I, I really think this is the year that you know just someone at the top of the board wins. And I don't think that's really like a hot take or anything, but yeah, I, I just it's just too much talent up there. And too many guys that have too good of a track record at Augusta. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, if if we jump on to maybe a couple of prop bets, Brian, if Anton catches your catches your eye, first round leader is obviously going to be a hot hot market. Um, is, is there anyone like Charlie Hoffman's always been my my go to first round leader bet? Is there anyone that's kind of jump? And uh, to be fair, Justin Rose has a great record around Augusta plus first round lead, good record. So. Is there anyone you can maybe advise the listeners? Maybe have a couple of couple of senses way. First round leader, like I have, to, like I know Justin Rose was first round leader last year. So what is yeah. Justin Rose? Justin Rose is a veteran that's played Augusta a million times, and he doesn't usually win. So first round leader bets, I usually like to bet guys that don't really win. Um, you know, like Louis was first round leader at the U.S. Open and yep. Open Championship. Like he didn't go on and win, but so I think guys that it sets up really well for them but i don't trust them to win so like i would say um fucking will zalatoris i like for a first round leader yep i like russell henley for a first round leader Corey connor's first round leader you know maybe you know from a, a little bit of an experience standpoint i maybe a sergio garcia so yeah. those would be like four kind of leans for first round leader that I, that I have for the Masters. Beautiful, nice. Love I actually I, I actually have a few uh, props that I looked at um, outside of the first round leader. Um, two of them that jumped off the page straight away to me was 
there to be two plus hole in ones at the Masters was two point five, which I actually think is really good value. Like there's there is always two to three hole in ones at the Masters, and I think two point five is pretty decent odds to be fair. Sixteen um, on Sunday, you know what I mean? It's it's just a yeah hole in one fest. Exactly right. So that's one. Another one is. I guess kind of, I guess going back to the whole Sam Burns, Seamus Power, their debutants, yes, but I think they have genuinely are in with a kind of a fighting shout. And a debutant to win the Masters is 20 to 1. Now, I'll fire off a few debutants just randomly here. So we have Sam Burns, they, um, Taylor Gooch, uh, uh, Garrick Higo, Tom Hoagie, Seamus Power, JJ Spawn, um, just to name a few. I mean, 20 to 1 again, not again. I know that like Augusta is extremely difficult to go out and win it on your first time, but I think in terms of debutants, it's a pretty strong field. And I think 20 to 1 is actually not a bad bet. No, definitely not. I, I, like, I like that prop. We're going back to Fuzzy Zeller there, Brew. Yeah, exactly, uh, right? First rookie in 70, 79 or something like that. Um, but yeah, look, there's going to be plenty of profits. Uh, the one that stands out to me is going to be uh, Adam Scott to be top Australia or top Asian player. Um, so you have defending champion Hideki Matsuyama. He's a neck injury. We'll call him Hideki Atsuyama. You know, he, he has a bad neck. We have Cameron Cameron Smith. Who I, I just don't fancy him. I just don't, I don't fancy him this week. I think Adam Scott's going to be our Mister Solid, Mister Consistent. He'll be there or thereabouts. And I think um, I'm trying to get a price on him now to be top Asian player um, as I'm speaking here. But look, Adam Scott always shows up, always delivers. Can he putt? Not really, but I think he can put in a good performance this week. One, another one that just jumped off the uh, page of me there is Jordan Speed to have all four rounds a 69 or less, which I know is very tough in Augusta, but he is the one type of person around here that can consistently hit 68, 67s. Um, and he's done it in the past. And it's 33 to 1 for Jordan Sweet to have all of his rounds 69 or less. And I actually think that's insanely good value because if he shows up like he did in 2014, 2015, he could easy to, easily do that again. Yeah, and, and I think that, again, that's a good number. And that's what's so great about golf betting. It's a small investment for a for a big payout, possibly, to to – for one of the best Augusta players ever to, to go out and shoot three under every day. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Brian, can you leave your, the listeners with any, you know, any advice, any, any words of wisdom? I would say, like I said at the top, pick your two favorite guys under 25 to one and roll with them. Okay. I'm, Oh no, no, that was, that was first, that was first round later. Um, I thought there was a 28 to one on Roy McElroy. I would have been like, well, um, but yeah, I would say pick your two favorite guys under 25 to one, maybe even bet three guys under 25 to one, and then maybe bet one long shot. And then I think that, you know, I think Will Zalatoris top 20, love that. Love Shane Lowry top 20. I like Russell Henley top 20. Um, those are kind of my three kind of favorite, uh, top 20 bets, uh, for the week, which I always think are, are a very profitable way to, to go. So, you know, and I, I think that it's important to, you know, digest as much information as you can and then make your own decisions because, yeah, yeah, 100%. you know, you don't, you don't ever want to just blindly tell somebody, you know, Jesus, I think yeah. it, not us I, anyway. I, 
Yeah, I think that it's it's good to you know digest enough uh, information, and then you know whatever sticks out to you. You're listening to something, and someone says something that strikes a chord with you. Go with your gut. Go with what you like, and yeah. and just think, what would I regret more when when placing a bet? If like you're baiting, uh, like if Tiger goes guys. and wins, if Tiger goes yes. and wins, we'll I was all gonna say, that. lads, if Tiger Woods goes out and wins at fifty two one, we're all gonna look very foolish, aren't we? Stupidest, yeah. And listen, Brian, we'll ask two fire questions um, and we'll let you go then, right? So who's going to be first round leader at Augusta and who's going to win the green jacket? Uh, first round leader, I'll go Willie Z. Okay. And then um, since uh, you guys are some uh, some Irish blokes, I will say that uh, Shane Lowry will be uh, putting on nice. the green jacket Fucking and he'll, right. he'll get a second uh, major champion. Beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. We okay, can't end it better than that. Brian, thank you very much for uh, coming on, Marie. I really appreciate it. We know you're super busy with it being a uh, Masters week. Um, I'm sure we'll uh, get you on again. So, yeah, I just want to get say a big uh, thank you again for uh, coming on. Yeah, no, I, I appreciate it, and uh, I appreciate uh, what you guys are doing, and it's it's always great uh, for everyone to, to put out content, and you guys are, are great lads, as they say. There we and it go. Was a, it, was a, it was a pleasure to uh, to chat with you guys. I, I wish I could... Uh, could have had some some beers, but you know, busy busy week. Got to keep the uh, the alcohol intake a little down. Next time, next, next time. time. Yes, yeah, certainly. Time. Yeah. yeah, beautiful. Thanks. All right, pleasure. Take care. Right. Thanks, Brent. Just take a moment to admire the fact that I just hit a fairway. There's there's only two things that can happen. You can hit a good shot or a bad shot. So why waste time doing it? And where I would go, I, wherever I set course records or whatever, I would be barefooted, drunk, playing golf, making every 20-footer I looked at. Right at it. Right at it! Home! Oh, He's, He's done it again! This is the dumbest hole I've ever played in my life. Come on then, Shane. Knock it close. Shane Lowry is the Open champion.